The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. Welcome to uh, to Homer and Back, the official podcast of Streaking the Line. My name's Pierce. I've got uh, some very special guests tonight with me to discuss football-related matters. First up, we got Caroline. Hi, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. I've also got another Streaking the Line uh, colleague, Matt. How's it going? Good. How's it going, guys? Uh, doing well, and then we've got a very, very special guest tonight joining us from Jacksonville, taking some time away from his preseason work. Uh, a former Cavalier standout lineman, Luke Bowako. How are you, Luke? Thanks so much for joining us. What's up, guys? Hey, we are here. <laughs> we are here to discuss all the exciting things we've been reading about. Um, you know, the training camp for the Who's and. And certainly, Luke, um, you know, your time at UVA coming around of spring and having that summer off, what's it like coming back to grounds, getting ready for the season? How How is training camp in college? Uh, it's one of the best times of your life, and it's, you know, obviously physically and mentally grinding. But, uh, you know, you spend about a month with your, you know, close to 90 years or however, how many guys are on a football team in college anymore? It's like 105. <laughs> Spend a, a month with your 105 closest friends and you're together 24 hours a day. And uh, obviously you're grinding through practice, but there's a lot of meetings, a lot of just hanging out in the locker room and doing nonsense. So it's it's one of the most fun times of your life and you'll, you know, stuff you never forget. Awesome. Does it compare to the NFL training camp? I, I guess that probably is a little more business oriented, but yeah uh i mean in a lot of ways yes but you know also there's a lot more like you said business and sometimes guys that you're hanging out with one day aren't there the next day so in college there's a lot more certainty about where you're going to be the next day sometimes that's not the case in the pros but you try to have fun with it and uh, the mental definitely becomes a little bit more it becomes more of a mind game and you got to be able to keep a level head as opposed to college where you you're just looking forward to block party and getting hammered so (laughs) (laughs) spoken like a true wahoo i would think um well give us uh before we get started with you know about training camp stuff from the who's and whatnot why don't why don't we talk a little bit more about your time at uva Um, do you have any favorite memories whether it be games or or plays or or even non-football related things totally (laughs) yeah i mean uh Obviously, you guys know just as well as I do, but, you know, the only really successful season, I guess, was 2011. And that season was like a heck of a ride, uh, being able to mm-hmm. win at Florida State, win at Miami on Thursday night. Um, obviously, fell short in the bowl game, but that was an awesome year. Uh, a lot of great players on that team, too, that are playing in the NFL now. But, you know, even still, I mean, with all the losses that we incurred in 
almost always heartbreaking fashion. Uh, <laughs> all those games, and even after the games, just like sitting around complaining to each other about why we lose every freaking game. Um, <laughs> all those memories that you have, they never go away. And those, all those guys are still my greatest friends, obviously. So, you know, that, that that stuff, awful. Like, Saturdays sometimes are awful, but overall, like, the best years of my life at UVA. Good stuff. Um, I mean, that FSU game down in Tallahassee had to be not only nerve-wracking, I remember with all the the field goals and the the uh, the catch that wasn't a catch, and so that stopped the clock and all that craziness. I mean, that that's probably one of my favorite YouTube highlights uh, in terms of games to watch, uh, especially to see all the, the FSU fans celebrate like they won and had it not. But I remember you got offered by FSU – uh, when you were playing at Centerville and still came to UVA instead of uh, the powers. Was, so was that a special game for you to go down there and, and beat them? Well, in the most respectful way, I think if I had gone to Florida State, I don't think I would have seen a down of football and I would be like, I don't know, driving a trash truck right now. So it's like, I'm <laughs> But no, I was I was already committed to UVA. So and plus, like, there's a lot of guys that are a lot like me at UVA as opposed to some of the guys at Florida State. So I think like I found a great group of guys that like I got along with and knew from recruiting trips, like Ross Matheny and those guys. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to take a chance at Florida State and go sit behind like all pro guys for five years. My Plus favorite, uh, my favorite memory from that Florida State game, so random with Thompson Brown being the guy that forced the QB out of the pocket, or that's Miami game. Um, but yeah. just the fun stories from that season, where it was Thompson Brown who then joined the lacrosse team, which we've been right. watching him play and just finished up his time there, which is always a fun, such a random like connection. Yeah, there was a lot of just madness. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a couple of UVA guys on the uh, the Jacksonville roster. I think you've got Pastor and you've got Leroy Reynolds. Are you guys close there? Does it help having a couple uh, other UVA guys when you're breaking into the league and things like that? Absolutely. When I first got down here last year, they put my locker right next to Austin's, actually, and Leroy's is about six or seven down the row. Um, but being able to you know, be next to Austin and have him just like carry me around and stick up with me and all that <laughs> stuff and – uh, hopefully do away with the static. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, lived with, I lived with him for a couple of months when I first got down here, so I didn't have to get a place. And it, it, everything was like really helpful just being able to have those guys around, and it still is. Yeah, that's huge. What's it like going through the the process, graduating and obviously going to camps and tra- you know, working towards the draft and stuff? You were drafting the sixth round, so – uh, we we you turned in Thursday night, glued to your phone and TV, and just waiting to hear your name call. Or, or... I am like maybe the most realistic, bordering bordering pessimistic people of all time. I was <laughs> I was not watching the draft on Thursday or Friday. Um, right. I, I mean, I stuck around. I got my master's. Like I was, I didn't go anywhere to train. I trained at UVA, uh, mm-hmm. so I was there all spring. Um, and you know, on Saturday morning when like, we kind of had an idea if I'd get picked, uh, me and my dad went out to play golf and, you know, got pretty drunk and uh, <laughs> ended up getting called a little, a little bit later in the day and it all worked out. But no, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, bending over the TV all day. That's for sure. Well, even, uh, you know, getting the call that, you know, you've been picked up in the sixth round. I, I assume that's gotta be an amazing feeling, especially if you're hanging out with your dad at the time, four years of hard work come, 
you know, maybe only only a, a successful season or two, but, you know, lose the Peach Bowl, but then all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be playing professionally. Um, that's got to be a good time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, in the NFL, it's a little different than, like, jeez, uh, that's distracting. Sorry. In the <laughs> NFL, it's a little different than, like, the MLB when, like, they scroll your game. Like, you, that's when you first find out you're drafted. Uh, so right. I got the call a little bit earlier, and I was on the phone when my when my name scrolled and my parents went crazy and I'm still on the phone. So it, it was like, a, it really was a wild ride. It was a dream come true, honestly. That's awesome. Well, uh, maybe a couple more things about UVA before we get into this. Where's your favorite uh, spot in the corner? Oh, I mean, I think I have, like, real estate in uh, Boylan Heights. So, I mean, I, if I didn't say – I might might be contractually obligated. <laughs> Which I'm sure doesn't surprise you or anyone listening because no, – No, not at all. <laughs> How about uh, – do you make it back to Charlottesville very often? Uh, let's see. I guess last time I was there was for Foxfield, which, again, shouldn't surprise anyone. <laughs> <laughs> God so dang I'm finding out more of a degenerate, more and more. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I distinctly remember, I think, running into you at Chris Long's plot uh, one year. So, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I was back there with all the guys and just – do botch, but we didn't get into any trouble, so it's all good. Yeah, right? yeah, hey, absolutely. That's what Foxfield debaucher. is for. Exactly. Yes. We're, we're all very much adults there. <laughs> 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 all right, so have you guys been following um, some of the practice reports from uh, Fall Camp for the Who's coming up? I know uh, like Andrew Ramspacker on, on uh, Daily Progress, some good stuff. Obviously, a ton of media outlets there hearing good things about uh, – TJ Thorpe. Uh, so we've got some exciting incoming transfers to get to play right away because of that graduate transfer rule. There's TJ Thorpe, the receiver, is coming in from uh, Carolina. And then there's the running back uh, coming in from Maryland. Basically, all our, our rival teams have sent us their graduate students to play. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Hopkins from Stanford, which yeah, is just absolutely. sounds like fancy school from fancy school. But yeah, yeah Hopkins from uh, Stanford is good. Charlie Hopkins. School rival. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Seems seems like Thorpe's a player. I mean, he showed real well in the uh, the spring game for sure. Spring game was the first time we've successfully run a jet sweep in five years. <laughs> <laughs> but no one was there to see it, so it's cool. <laughs> oh, I was there. <laughs> oh, that wasn't supposed to be a dick. I wasn't there either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've been busy. I go to a spring game. <laughs> um, I'm super excited about TJ Thorpe. I mean, I was at the game last year when he caught the pass that beat us, you know, when we played Carolina. Um, yeah. But what's been exciting to see is not just the spring game, but since camp has started, um, I think they said something like 11 for 11 on the first, you know, group of passes that he caught. No one had seen him drop anything. Um, mm-hmm. And he was going up against guys like Quinn Blanding, who you've got to be excited about for the season. So um, it's nice to see some of the the wide receivers with such depth this year that you're pulling out those guys. Uh, uh, I'm excited to see him play in orange and blue rather than the navy blue and that other blue that we don't like to talk about. <laughs> Definitely the O-line. <laughs> O-line should be a, a big spot. I mean, there's a lot of talent, a lot of depth, you know, guys who've, who've gotten some experience now. I think we go, you know, a pretty legit too deep on the offensive line, which 
Uh, it's been shaky in recent years in terms of certainly in terms of depth. Uh, maybe since that 2011, um, this might be maybe the higher expectations for the offensive line. But conversely, the D line's replacing a lot of talent. Uh, I mean, we got senior Mike Moore there and uh, David Dean, obviously five star Andrew Brown coming in for his second year. But you know, anytime you're replacing a guy like Eli Harold. That's going to be something. So that's probably my biggest question mark uh, for the team coming up. And, and you know, it's only three, four practices in to, to light pad work. So remains to be seen, I think, how, how, how the front seven is going to look for sure. Matt, are you, uh, you got anything specific you're excited to, to read about or looking forward to seeing in the fall? I actually think the D line is going to be pretty good this year. Um, yeah. I think I think Dean and Wilkins up the middle are great. Uh, having Brown as a rotation D tackle is is a some great depth that I don't think a lot of teams have. Uh, I think linebacker will be really interesting because um, it looks like Stalker is going to start there. The true the uh, the true freshman who enrolled in the spring, mm-hmm. uh, along with you know just a, a whole brand new group of starters there. Um, I want to see I want to see how uh, on the offensive side I want to see how Smoke does in the, the full season as, as a number one running back and, and whether we're going to run him into the line on first down every single time or actually let him use him to speed <laughs> and, and the, the ability he has. Because I think, I think he can be really, really good if we, you know, get creative for once. Yeah, I think, like, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. I think this is, like, one of the most talented rosters that they've had in a while. I mean, um, Quinn in the back might be one of the best prospects we've seen out of UVA uh, in – you know, maybe since Chris, uh, Chris Long, uh, he's going to be a special player. But um, just like the depth at receiver, when I was there, I mean, all the skill guys basically. We had we had some pretty pretty good offensive and defensive linemen, but the skill guys were all really young. So it'll be it'll be fun to see those guys that I was there with when they were young. Um, it'll be fun to see them finally grow up or in a, in a position where they're the those the older guys expected to make plays like Kanan and, mm-hmm. and uh, Zach Bradshaw. Those guys are all getting older and now they're in a position to make plays. So it should be fun to watch. I think they're going to, uh, they'll have a pretty experienced and, you know, deep ro- roster. Um, Luke, how important is it going into the season? It's probably one of the first in a while that there's been kind of a determined starter with, uh, with our boys, Matty John starting at quarterback. How important is that for just the team and the offense as a whole, knowing that fact going into the first game? It, I mean, I can't say enough about how important that is. And it's not even like at this point, like the first year when there was like a QB controversy, it doesn't matter. But when you're in like year five and there's been a QB controversy every year, like it's it the point where you're like, like, dude, just freaking pick one. You know, it's like <laughs> someone like give someone the job, even if it's not the right choice, like just do it. So at this point, like, and you know, Matt Johns is like the most likable guy of all time. Mm-hmm. It's the same way in a locker room. Like he is like one of the one of those guys that you just kind of like gravitate to. So, and he's a hell of a football player. So it should be. I mean, he should have a hell of a year. I'm excited to watch him. He's he's got weapons, and um, you know, he's got his boy there, Kanan Severin. So he likes to feed Kanan. They probably they. I'm sure they live together. So it should be <laughs> watch a couple of those guys uh, put up some numbers this year. Yeah. Yeah, Luke, so I think we all think the team's got a lot of talent, um, but I, I, I guess the issue I think a lot of fans have had in the past couple of years is when you look at the schedule and you see, you know, at UCLA, obviously Notre Dame we didn't pick, but we ended up there. We, we got Boise. When you're coming in off on a team that hasn't had success in the past couple of years and you look at the schedule like that, does that ever creep into your mind as you're going into training camp or are you really able to just sort of stay focused week by week? 
Um, I mean, it's like a different, it's like a, it's an interesting balance, right? Because like as a player, you want to play the best and like, and you definitely don't want to like suggest that you don't want to play the best. Like that's like a, that's sacrilegious, right? To say, <laughs> yeah. To, to mention or to like hint to the fact that you don't want to play Oregon because you know you're going to get your shit kicked in. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think like, I think that a lot of that stuff was probably um, planned at a point when we thought that maybe the program trajectory was going to be at a different you know, growth rate than it is or has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think on top of that, we've had a little bit of bad luck scheduling, you know, mid-majors that have actually been good when we played them. Like Ball State had a hell of a year when they beat us. True. Louisiana Tech had a hell of a run, and they ended up going like 1-11 the next year. Even Southern Miss back in, you know, a couple of years ago. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot that goes into it. The one year we were good when we beat Indiana on the last play of the game and, South- or, and Idaho, who – combined to win two games i mean a lot of that stuff is really just it's hit or miss and you never know what'll happen it's college football so i mean this year you could have like a gauntlet schedule and end up winning seven or eight games that you had no idea you could win which game are you most excited to see the who's play this year tech yeah all right <laughs> I mean, every game. and those guys stink I mean, they're, they're not even good at football. Like, oh, they kick our ass every year. 2011 might be the most like humiliating loss in my career, and I've like, I mean, I've had some losses. <laughs> I've seen some shit, guys. Like, we went out there to freaking go to the freaking coast, like when the coast, and we lost 42 to like negative 100. <laughs> oh, oh, I almost uh. wore back out of the freaking stadium in my head. Uh, oh man! Did you? Yeah, get the to... last I was a first year when uh, Virginia last beat Virginia Tech, yeah. so hey, you can too. do the math. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Schaub fake field goal touchdown. Damn straight, Heath Miller. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Gilded Age. Yeah, yeah. truly, <laughs> with the the horn helmets. Uh, good times. Luke, did I you get 12, to watch man. the uh, the Tech oh game God. last year? Uh, I watched. I think I watched almost every game. I mean, yeah, yeah I think I watched every game. Um, Paul Friedman, like probably my best friend, mm-hmm. um, bet on every game. So I was watching <laughs> to like you know cheer on, cheer cheer him on, or cheer against him, whatever you know, whatever it had you know worked out. But uh, honestly, the best game for me last year was Miami because my my roommate on way trips, who actually started on started right next to me at right guard for the Jags, mm-hmm. went to Miami. Oh, and <laughs> delightful. And so, and we dominate Miami for whatever oh, reason. Yeah. Like every week, you can kind of chalk up Miami to a win. And I had made a bet with him. He like didn't want to bet money, but I had a helmet and a jersey down here. And oh. if I, and if we won, he had to wear it to he had to wear it twenty four seven to meetings to lunch, <laughs> to breakfast. Like every if he was in the facility, he had to be wearing it. And we won that game, and it was like the most satisfying one of my life. That's awesome. He's just walking around with a freaking football helmet and my like <laughs> sophomore year jersey on. It was brilliant. That's amazing. I've seen a lot of that with the uh, the baseball alums in the majors, especially with the Vandy series. I mean, there's a lot of UVA guys, a lot of Vanderbilt guys. So it's good to know that even the football team can uh you know bring our our professional alumni some bragging rights from time to time oh it's even better because we're like it's like it's like a it's like satire almost like (laughs) you're wearing uva stuff because we won a game like think about that (laughs) it's awesome i love it yeah 
I, I think I got a discussion today about um, whose seat is hotter, Al Golden or Mike London's, which could probably be a whole podcast onto itself. But, uh, you know, Miami can't keep losing to us, and we can't keep losing football games. So that's that's a must-win right there in Miami this year. Let's see, that game's in November, sort of later in the season. Yeah. You know what game I think keeps um, being overlooked because we start with UCLA and yeah, I mean we played them tough last year. You, you don't throw so many turnovers that maybe we actually <laughs> win that game, but um, you know UCLA is certainly marquee, even though they had may- maybe somewhat disappointing last year. Even though they they got ten wins, but th- people were talking about them being a national title contender. And then obviously we got Notre Dame coming to the house for the first time. Uh, and uh, but Boise State is the fourth game of the year, um, and yeah, we got William and Mary that we you know hope to God chalk that up to a win. So at least you know, <laughs> depending on what happens in the first day, maybe, maybe who knows? I like we said, there's a lot of talent the, on this I was team. there for it. I was there for it. It was <laughs> for the I lost to William Mary. I know <laughs> yeah. the deepest yeah. deeps. That but, William Mary game was my first game that I went to as a student. It was my first year as an undergrad. And I remember sitting on the hill for like half an hour afterwards expecting them to come back out and keep playing. <laughs> Just like, this this can't be my this next four it. years. Yeah, no. <laughs> Aw. Well, at least at UVA we we, you know, had other things to go cheer for too. This has been yeah, a really depressing God. podcast, guys. I know. <laughs> Well, Luke, let me ask you about uh, basketball. I know you, you've been very vocal on Twitter supporting the Who's, obviously, but um, you know, ever ever any ounce of cheering for Maryland still coming out, You know, even if it's secretly? I, I, maybe we'll cut it out of the podcast. I will promise. But, uh... yeah. No, I grew up a Maryland fan. I was uh, My mom went there, and I was born in Annapolis. So mm-hmm. I, I lived in Maryland for first, you know, half of my life, quarter of my life. So. Um, but you know, they didn't offer me and I didn't, you know, and in the end, I'm freaking glad I didn't go there. So, uh, I'm all in on the who's and it was like first year I was still kind of rooting for Maryland and, uh, Jake Snyder and those guys used to give me so much crap. And I was like, no, 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 it's cool. And then Gary Williams kind of gave me an out. I was like, all right, Gary's gone. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> and you and, and Justin then, so Anderson. Starts, I'm basically, I'm like, a, I'm like a bandwagon fan. I mean, thank God I went there or else like it would really be bad, but. Uh, I'm a bandwagon. <laughs> I think when you come and play for the school, you're allowed to join the bandwagon. For sure. All right, cool. I'll take that. I'll take it. I think I think everyone would be okay with with that. Um, now, you know, Gary Williams uh, actually cursed at me once, which I know this <laughs> this podcast isn't about me, but I will throw out there that I was uh, I was working for the the fan patrol, and uh, it was like cleaning up the paint guy for the halftime you know the like the guy who paints really fast yeah yeah. Uh, at halftime basketball games and i was i was putting his crap back together and trying to get it off the court and maryland and gary williams came out and he said get this shit out of there and, and, oh. get, the, and you know, get the f out of my way or something like that i turned around and in a moment of true brilliance told him uh, well something i'm not going to be on record but uh, i wasn't polite back <laughs> and turned around and walked away so that was my my moment of five seconds in front of Gary Williams. But anyway, we should all be we should all be still sending him thank you notes for Justin Anderson. So yeah, truly, absolutely, truly. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about expectations for the season? We can talk about expectations for the Jags season first, if you want, Luke. How how many wins do you do you see coming down in Jacksonville? 
<laughs> well, the NFL is a funny thing. You got to kind of wait until preseason's over before you can start <laughs> project- projecting wins. You never know where you'll be sometimes in this profession. But sure. we have a we have a very talented roster and uh, set. Well, you know what do I know? I'm like a second year guy, but um, we brought in a lot of guys from other places in free agency and, and drafted some guys and you know guys that are my age that played a lot last year. We started like seven rookies on offense, so we're in our second year and. It should be fun. I mean, we're definitely better than we were last year, but I mean, NFL like everyone's everyone gets better in the offseason. Everyone kind of has that like you know that mentality that they're going to win a bunch of games. But you know, I think I think we'll be much improved, better than three and thirteen that we put up last year that's for sure. Luke, how do you like living in Jacksonville? I spent a, about six months down there for some training once, and I was in the St. Augustine area. But how do you like uh, how do you like Jax? So damn hot. I know. <laughs> Uh, it, it, I mean, it's like a it's like a sleepy city. It's not like a bustling downtown. Like right now, we stay downtown in like the biggest hotel. Uh, the the whole team, like when we're during training camp. So the fact that they can like rent out an entire hotel says a lot about Jacksonville. But I live out at the beach. It's like you know, it's just like a beach town. There's a couple a uh, couple like you know beach bars. Just like walk in with flip flops and stuff and. You know that's that's basically that's basically what you get. You see what you get, and you know. But it's good for me. There's, there's a little bit of golf and not a lot of areas that can get in trouble. So I'm yeah, that's it. Yeah, the beach was fun. The landing's not a bad spot either um, for a couple good restaurants and stuff like that. I was over at the Navy base, so less exciting over there. But uh, I, <laughs> I don't recommend Orange Park. It's just not much to see. There's a good Chick Fil A. You know, that's about it. <laughs> Chick Fil A's everywhere. I know. <laughs> Luke, going back to UVA for a second, if I've got my timeline correct, you were recruited by uh, by Al Groh, right? And then I think had him for, for one or two years and then London for the rest of your career. What was it like playing for for different guys like that and, and adapting coaches, you know, midway through your career uh, away from the guy who recruited you? Al Jeezy. <laughs> um, I was pretty blessed because the one holdover happened to be Coach Dex who recruited me. So I was uh, – I had that kind of carryover through the staffs and um but you know that I was too dumb to know better. They were there for my first year and I was just kind of like I was 240 pounds uh more interested in dance night than football practice. So <laughs> I like I had like complete I was skipping class. I was like, "No, I I had practice this morning. Like I'm too tired to go to class." So I had like the wrong the worst mindset you could ever have. Uh and then like coach London came and like kick some kick I I mean I don't know if it was him specifically or I just like woke up and realized I was like a huge loser um <laughs> but you know eventually I got my act together and uh but you know London is a very like a completely different guy than uh grow and for better or worse like they they both have very great qualities and you know I love them both for what they've offered me throughout my career but uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't a huge deal I think it was more me just like growing up from this instance uh, you could argue I haven't grown up still. But <laughs> I'd like to say I did. But that in London was a cop. I don't know if you knew that. London was a cop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I guess that was always hanging over your head. But <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I, I don't mean to speak for the entire streak in the line staff, but I think it's pretty fair to say that obviously we're all UVA fans and we all go to every game hoping that they win and, and you know, wanting a winning program here. So all pessimistic jokes aside I, th- I think all of us would love to see 
Coach London succeed and and have a turnaround year and such. Uh, I know we discussed the the difficulty of the just on paper the schedule, but um, do you you follow any of that hot seat stuff or just like have an expectation of if they make a bowl go six and six? Is that something that would demonstrate to you as as an alum as a just a fan of the sport as some you know so, something to build on and 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 keep going forward with Coach London? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what his like contract is specifically. What does he have? Does he have a year? He got a year extension or two years? He's got this season. I think it it, it runs out at the end of this season. Someone correct me on that if I'm wrong. I'd have uh, to look sounds, it up. Yeah, we'll get, sounds we'll about get right. our stat boy on it. I know when they, <laughs> when they extended him before the Tech game, that kind of like gave me a sour taste in my mouth. And not like I, you know, I've said obviously that like I really do appreciate what Coach London's done for me and everything, but. As like a, if I was the athletic administrator of a major university and like the team hadn't beat my rival in ten years and and, and you extend them before the game, like it just it, it seems like you'd wait until after. I don't know, but yeah, no, I, I mean six and six is if six and six is if it's good. I don't know. It, it, is it how he goes six and six? I guess it. I guess it just kind of. It's one of those things that, it, as it happens, like do they win their first four and then lose like six in a row and then like scrape by the last two? I don't. Yeah. It, it's it. Hopefully, hopefully, it like kind of works itself out and it's plain and obvious what the direction of the program should go. But I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping more for the kids and the guys that I know and grew up, uh, watched grow up, and over the years, I hope for them that it's a positive year more than anything. For sure, for sure, and uh, certainly we all hope the the same way too. And I don't know. Do you guys want to throw out some some win totals? Maybe maybe Luke, we don't have to put you on the spot, but uh, maybe Matt and Caroline and I will just real briefly. Uh, I think it's going to be a, uh, the most UVA season ever. By which I mean we're going to win like nine games. Like, it's going <laughs> to yeah. go fully the other way. That you know? would be like the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're playing like the Patriots, and we yeah. Like, yeah. like just out of everyone, just is like what you know. Take out UCLA on the road and squeak by Notre Dame at home, you know, all this stuff, and then beat Tech to get the ninth win or something and get a spot in the championship game oh, for the Jesus. ACC. No, I'm all over it. Yeah, keyboard that, cat. That is quite the prediction. <laughs> uh, I mostly, think... I'm hoping that's the case because I'm going to be gone for both the William and Mary and Syracuse games, uh, which I feel are actually the only two guaranteed wins. So I'm hoping I get to see a win outside of that. I think, but it's like remember wins. if they do if the football team wins nine games, like the ramifications that could have. <laughs> I know. Are, are yep. massive. Like they, they, they <laughs> yeah. can do every other sport. If they win nine games, that takes that that drains like the UVA Karma Bank into like a. <laughs> like, we're, we're done. <laughs> that means like, Michigan uh, State's going to uh, transfer into the ACC. Oh, Michigan, yes. Like, Michigan, yes, exactly. Michigan State will like drive a stake through my heart for Tony, the third straight. Tony Bennett leaves for Wisconsin before oh the God. before the basketball season starts. Oh yeah. Tony Bennett leaves for Michigan State, and they beat us. <laughs> God. Uh, He's like, oh, this has gone so horribly wrong. <laughs> that would make me so sad. <laughs> okay, I take it back. We only win two games. Two games. That's all. Uh, if you're don't... listening to this, Matt Johns, you better not win three games. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what do you see uh, looking at the schedule? Just I, I feel bad because I feel like everything I've said so far has been negative. Um, <laughs> 
and that's going to continue because uh, I, I, I really do think we have a really good team, and I thought they played well last year, mm-hmm. better than better than five and seven. Again, I think the only games we were really out of was we got blown out by Georgia Tech, um, and we hung with FSU for a bit, and it sort of got away in the second half. But other than that, every game was was right there, so it was kind of mm-hmm. frustrating to see them go five and seven, um, and I think they're going to go five and seven again. Um, but I think they go four and seven, beat Tech at home to go five and seven, and then we Ooh. get one like an eight deal because we beat Tech. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm fully confident if we go five and seven, but that includes a win over the Hokies that London stays. Um, yeah. yeah, this is I, not exactly based on any like inside source or anything, but just uh, my gut feeling with with what the administration would do for sure. And honestly, yeah. I wouldn't be that upset. I mean, maybe nah. ask me if it happens. Ask me <laughs> yeah. my, my feelings then. But, uh, but if we beat Tech, like ticker tape parade, cancel the program, like we're done. Like that's it. everybody <laughs> yeah. go home. <laughs> that's it. Wait, we're good. And on a good note, yeah, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. I think I, I tend to agree, Matt, with your assessment, and I, I also agree with the idea that. We have been sort of pessimistic just because it's been a few pessimistic seasons in a row, man. I mean, we're we're diehard fans. We're going to be pretty cynical um, when when things haven't been going right. And and I think you are right. I think they did play really well in almost every game last year. Just some mistakes here or there. You, you, you hear the phrase like they just got to find the, the last piece, you know, tie it all together. Well, you can coach talk that for three, four seasons, but if you're not making bowl games, I mean, um, that's when you get into the hot seat discussion. And I just want the right number of guys on the field. That's all. That's like my first. <laughs> that's, that's still oh. too soon. Sorry. I just yeah, want that's the still, that's still not okay. Home of the 12th man on the field. Yeah. Nightmare fuel. Yeah. <laughs> Blanco, I, I want to ask how, how many personal fouls penalties do you think you drew in your, in your four years of playing? Dude, honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, aside from me just like being an idiot and like jumping off sides, I don't think I had a holding penalty. Really? Nice. Or, That's awesome. Which like is good and bad. And then, or <laughs> I don't know that I have like any. Oh, I did have one like my last year. I had a helmet to helmet hit. Oh, I like I crushed this little safety. It was like a, it might have been. <laughs> It might have been after the whistle, too. But, <laughs> but it was on Georgia Tech, and we were getting pummeled. And who really cares, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're out there. It's just a bunch of guys having a good time. The whistle blew five seconds ago. You're walking back to the huddle, and I crush you. I mean, my bad. I get, no. Hey, uh, you know. I, was rather, I was rather good. More personal fouls after the game, I think, than during the game. <laughs> Sp- spilling drinks at Boylan. <laughs> yeah, Officer Gary threw a couple fifteen yards on me, which we might need to take to review. But yeah, we we've, we've all been there. Well, um, I can't I can't let you go before bringing up one more thing about Jacksonville, and uh, it's just my own personal curiosity. But I'm sure there are a lot of UVA fans out there also curious. Our boy Jake McGee, he's ah. in Jacksonville, right? Uh, Gainesville. You keep in touch. Gainesville, yeah. Oh, Gainesville, yeah. My, whatever, Florida. I don't give a it's dude. about an hour, an hour west, which is basically Jacksonville. Is but he I... ever going to graduate? Is he? Is this? Is this it? <laughs> Honestly, if he doesn't this year, I'm curious as to where like he goes down and as like <laughs> you, know, you spend four years at Virginia, or and then you spend three in, in Gainesville. Like, might as well just like 
go back to high school. I don't know where you go. <laughs> they send you back to start you go, over. You go. Yeah. It's really sad, Jake, you know, because like he wants to be a Wahoo for life so bad, but he turned like he's a turncloak. He's, he's a turncloak. <laughs> he couldn't get far enough away that he, he had to keep orange and blue in his color coordination. But yeah, it's a different yeah. Shade I mean, I'll blue. say that about Jake. He like more than anyone probably still, he loves UVA. He loves those guys. Mm-hmm. I think he was just trying to get out of a difficult situation for him, unfortunately. For sure. Um, yeah. It worked out great for me. I mean, he transferred down there, and then I show up, and, like, we hang out, pro- like, a really good amount. Like, I just drive down there and act like I'm in college again. It's perfect. <laughs> in a responsible way. Right? Yeah, in a, a Roger Goodell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we go down, I play a little pinochle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some, some mahjong. Yeah. Uh, depends. <laughs> depends who's in town. I, well, I think wanna... we can all we all miss Jake too. I wish it had worked out better for him at UVA, but you know. Yeah. And no no deflating balls from you in uh in Jacksonville either, I assume, keeping everything in line. No, really firm inflated <laughs> balls down okay. here. Excellent. Good to know. Even in that humidity. <laughs> yeah. I mean they get like they sweat sometimes, but they're inflated. <laughs> well, if Here's that isn't if that isn't the best <laughs> note to end on, I don't know, I don't what, know is. what is. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Luke, thanks so much again for joining us. Uh, appreciate you taking the time out. Um, we'll look forward to seeing seeing the Jaguars. Hopefully, win some games for the the Wahoo alums you got there, and uh, maybe win more bets against more other more ACC uh, former <laughs> foes. <laughs> God, yes. What's really important in life, right? Exactly. (laughs) Bragging rights. Bragging rights. uh, Maybe maybe we'll get you back on down the road and we can review the season for the Who's after they go nine and three, as Carol predicts. Absolutely. Looking forward to the After they win the national championship. (laughs) I think I saw it. What was it? Like 20? thousand to one odds or something like Whoa. that or, I don't know. <laughs> it was 200 guys we did <laughs> Yeah. 201 for the oh. ACC championship I think it was us in Syracuse yeah. but that's only the ACC oh, th- yeah only the ACC yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's basically free money Yeah, oh. <laughs> I think that's what the Jags are to win the Super Bowl <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance so if we both do it there's, oh yeah bet the farm yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, could be, say- I could be sleeping on a couch this year but <laughs> Well, thanks again, Luke, for joining us tonight. We uh, very much appreciate it uh, for streaking the lawn. My name is Pierce, and I'll sign off for Caroline and Matt. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back soon. And in the meantime, go Hoos. Wherever you go, however you go, for energy on the go, it's got to be five-hour energy. It works fast, it works long, it tastes good, and with zero sugar and four calories, there's nothing holding you back. Fits your pocket, fits your backpack, fits your on-the-go life, whether you're going to work, going on vacation, or just going out with friends. 5-Hour Energy. Energy on the go. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. 
With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chandelier Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com.